This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. Phone lines are open, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. I was going to get to the Hunter Biden hearing from yesterday, but we got to get to other news first, so I will just, just be patient with me. I will get there. Uh, this is remarkable, however, in 2020... The FBI repeatedly warned Twitter and Facebook of forthcoming Russian disinformation operations about Hunter Biden. This is the Trump administration's FBI warns about disinformation on Hunter Biden. When the New York Post published emails from the laptop, Twitter and Facebook censored the content. An FBI official now says to Congress that the FBI knew the laptop was real and just did not respond Those are new revelations coming out this morning from the House uh, beyond the testimony garnered yesterday. The FBI protected me. And and you think, and and, and I've got audio uh, I want to play you. But the thing that, that does strike me, and we'll get into this later, is. It was the Trump political appointees who were protecting Hunter Biden. And and, and before you say this is about Trump, it's not. This this shows you in Washington, D.C., Republicans and Democrats alike protect each other at the elite level. These were political appointees. So, well, we don't want to impact the election. And so they denied justice. Before we do that, though, the reason I'm, I'm going to put off Hunter from yesterday is because we got hearings happening today. Uh, we got the, the the Senate hearings on the Supreme Court, and we've got the House hearings with Robert Kennedy, which is just a, oh, yeah, I've got to say poop show on radio. I got to play you this. This is Mike Lee, United States Senator from Utah, uh, in the Senate hearing on the Supreme Court shakeup of the Judiciary Committee. Listen to this. This is powerful stuff. Whirlwind quote. Raised by Senator Kennedy just a few minutes ago. What was that whirlwind? What was Chuck Schumer saying on the Supreme Court of the United States steps that day? He stood on the steps of the court. We will unleash the whirlwind. You won't know what hit you, Justice Gorsuch, Justice Kavanaugh. Actually, I think he just said Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, leaving out their titles. What was it? Was it uh, was was the whirlwind the guy who traveled great distance and arrived at night 
outside the home of Justice Kavanaugh to kill Justice Kavanaugh? Was that the whirlwind? Was the whirlwind the blatant refusal to enforce 18 U.S.C. 1507 as against those terrorizing, sometimes daily, often weekly, or on some other semi-regular basis. The families of Supreme Court justices, by protesting outside their homes, allowing those protests to take place, and then refusing to enforce federal law that makes that unlawful to do that at the home of a Supreme Court justice. Or was it these attacks imputing the credibility and character of jurists who have worked a lifetime to build reputations for themselves, reflecting on the court of credibility, even-handedness, and fairness. Perhaps that was the whirlwind. If so, this is part of that whirlwind, and we must defeat it. Good. Amen. Amen. That, that's Mike Lee, senator from Utah, in the openings of this, this hearings designed to inspect the Supreme Court. You know, there are more attacks today, uh, the left-claiming Leonard Leo— of the Federalist Society, a friend of mine, orchestrated the PR campaign to promote Clarence Thomas. And essentially the insinuation is that but for Leonard Leo, everyone would hate Clarence Thomas. And it's time everyone hates Clarence Thomas, which is nonsense. This is a PR effort from the left to undermine the Supreme Court. Notice they have ignored the left on the Supreme Court. Did you hear the story about Sonia Sotomayor's staff demanding that if she speaks somewhere that the organization hosting her buy copies of her book. If you want her to speak, you have to buy copies of her book. That was broken by the Washington Free Beacon. It was ignored by the Washington Post, by CNN, by the New York Times. Did you hear the one yesterday also broken by the Washington Free Beacon that uh, that Justice Ginsburg, when she was alive, won a multi-million dollar prize she promised to commit it all to charity. It has never been documented what happened with the money. You haven't heard those from the left. This is an orchestrated PR campaign against the conservative justices to see doubts because the left is not transactionally getting its way. And we'll talk about Looper Bright in a little bit. This is also in a run-up. There's a big case coming next year that could profoundly gut the power of the left in America. But this isn't the only thing happening. There's also the RFK hearing in the House of Representatives. The Democrats moved to censor Robert F. Kennedy. This is about a free speech and, and the vaccines and the things. You know, for example, uh, ABC News, CNN and the like reported that the virus had not come from the Wuhan lab. And if you were you were a racist, if you thought it had. Now, the Department of Energy and the FBI say actually it probably did come from the lab, and they're pretending they didn't used to call people racist and bigots and try to censor you for saying it. And RFK, I think he's a conspiracy theory nutter, but he's testified for the House and the Democrats, and he is a Democrat. They're livid. This is Delegate Stacey Plaskett. She is a delegate. That's not a representative. She has no voting rights in the House, but she gets to sit on committees. She is the delegate for the Virgin Islands. Why are we here? Why? You know, that's been the question that quite a number of people have been asking me. Why are you having this hearing? What does this have to do with inflation? What does this have to do with the cost of living? What does this 
Sorry, have to it's do my with office the Wi-Fi. everyday lives of Americans. Uh, and then she goes on to say, I'll just stop it there because the, the Wi-Fi is giving me trouble all of a sudden. My Republican colleagues have Mr. Kennedy here because they want to protect his free speech. That is not the kind of free speech that's protected by the Constitution's First Amendment. Free speech is not an absolute. That's what she says. Free speech. Yes, it is. You can be held accountable for your speech, but you cannot be denied your right to speak your speech, your truth, as the left would say. This is a pattern, and it's a dangerous one. It's like what happened with country music, and and ah, if we have time, I want to get into this later on what, what's going on with country music. The, the Jason Aldean stuff is part of a bigger picture of the left trying to exert cultural control over a country. They're, they're trying to exert control over those institutions that they do not govern. So they've tried to discredit the Senate. You notice we're not hearing any of these stories these days about how the U.S. Senate is anti-democratic. And since the Democrats control it, it's funny. We just haven't heard any stories about the anti-democratic nature of the Senate lately. Wait until the Republicans take it back after 24. You know, there are like 23 seats up in 24 controlled by Democrats, and a number of those are states where Donald Trump won. If the GOP doesn't screw up its candidate selection this time, like they did in 2022, they could probably take the Senate. They might be able to hold the House as well. We're not going to hear anything about about the uh, undemocratic nature of the Senate until the Republicans win. But the Supreme Court now is a threat to our democracy because the conservatives are in charge, not giving the left what they want. So they've got to undermine that. They've got to undermine country music because you've got guys like Jason Aldean who don't um, who don't tow the party line for the Democrats. you you got to censor Robert F. Kennedy Jr. who doesn't tow the party line that the Kennedy family's maintained. All of his family has come out and denounced him. I myself think the guy's a quack job. But to now declare that uh, free speech is not absolute, yes, actually it is under our constitutional law. Not just the Constitution, but our constitutional law. You can be held accountable. If you say Joe Blow is a pedophile and he's not, Joe Blow gets to sue you. You can say it. You can't be stopped from saying it, but you bear the consequences if you're wrong. But you have the absolute right to say it. You probably shouldn't if you're wrong, but you get to say it. The left says, no, you can't. And this all goes back to what I was telling you the other day about their embrace of critical theory as their governing guidance in life these days. Everything is about power, and the people who have power must be silenced. They're not allowed to speak. They're not allowed to voice their opinions. They're not allowed to participate in the debate because they have power. And because they have power— They are abusive. Only the people without power have a moral right to speak. You know, it's kind of funny. This is a irrelevant side. My my daughter is volunteering for a place that will go nameless, but she had to watch a video today on transracial adoption. And she was infuriated by it because the woman who was narrating the video was talking about how um, young black men 
are racially discriminated against just based on the actions of others. If, if people draw their purses close when a young black man approaches, well, that's just racism. If they're not asked about where they're going to school, that's racism. And, and the woman said uh, that you, it's not that you should have mixed race friends because you should love your neighbor. It's that you should have mixed race friends because if you don't, you might be raising your child to be a racist and you don't even know it. And, and my kid was just infuriated by this stuff. And by the way, the majority of my, my child's friends are black. She's white and her best friends are all black. And, and my kid is infuriated by this video of this woman trying to explain this this adoption stuff and making it all about uh, unconscious bias and racism. And my kids had a logic class and she's like, the, the fallacies in this video were over and over, just just abundant fallacies, unfalsifiable nonsense. And this is more and more what we're seeing, folks, from the left. They're trying to undermine today in Washington, D.C., on the Senate side of the Capitol. They are trying to undermine the integrity of the Supreme Court because they don't control it. And in the House, they're trying to undermine what Robert Kennedy says because they don't control him and he's a Kennedy. They're trying to silence him. I think he's a nut job, and I'm kind of shocked and appalled at friends of mine on the right who are looking at this guy. Is anything credible? But he should be allowed to say the bat crap crazy nonsense that he actually believes about uh, the Jews and, and the MMR vaccine and everything else. He should be able to say it, and the solution is not to silence him. The solution is to offer more and better speech to compete with him, to com- convince people that he is the absolutely insane person that he is, a, a, a rich, silver spoon up his butt, wealthy heir of the Kennedy fortune who's never had to work a hard day in his life because of his family, who's decided to get traction by peddling conspiracy theories and scaring people, and people suddenly think he should be allowed to be president of the United States because they think he's telling the truth when actually he's just crazy as are the people supporting him, but let him speak. Why are you so scared of a crazy man speaking? Speak truth, but they don't want to do that. They want to silence every institution they do not control and all of the voices they do not control, particularly a Kennedy who wants to run against Joe Biden. Well, 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 what do we have here? Welcome, folks. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I played you the audio of Stacy Plaskett. She is the delegate from the Virgin Islands who believes there's no such thing as absolute free speech. The Washington Free Beacon has this story. Democratic, well, they say Congresswoman, she's actually delegate, Stacey Plaskett of the Virgin Islands won her election in 2014 in one of the biggest upsets in the political history of her district. But Plaskett, now hailed as a rising star in the Democratic Party, may owe her surprise win in no small part to pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Plaskett met Epstein numerous times after her entry into politics in 2014, visiting Epstein's office in the Virgin Islands and his New York City townhouse, she said in a deposition. 
The meetings occurred years after Epstein's conviction on child sex crimes was publicly known, but Plaskett nonetheless met the registered sex offender to solicit campaign donations for herself and Democratic committees. Though she has denied knowing Epstein contributed to her campaign, emails revealed in court documents show her directing a fundraising consultant to ensure Epstein is invited to her fundraiser. I would be grateful for his support, she wrote in July of 2018. Details of the relationship are revealed in court documents related as part of a lawsuit the government of the Virgin Islands filed against J.P. Morgan, where Epstein banked for years. Emails released in the case show that Epstein jumped at a request in 2014 to help Plaskett in her underdog campaign. The revelations place a dark cloud over Plaskett's surprising ascent to Democratic Party ranks. Though Plaskett does not hold voting power, she has landed cushy assignments in Washington, a managerial spot on the Donald Trump impeachment, a seat on the House Intelligence Committee, top Democratic position on the high-profile weaponization of government subcommittee. Liberals have cheered her bare-knuckle tactics during weaponization subcommittee hearings, though she's come under fire for threatening jail time for journalist Matt Tybee, whom Plaskett falsely accused of perjury. Epstein first helped Plaskett's campaign at the request of former Virgin Islands First Lady Cecile DeYoung, according to emails. Your help is needed. We're trying to get Stacey Plaskett elected to Congress, DeYoung wrote in a June 19, 2014 email to Epstein, who owned a compound on the Virgin Islands dubbed Pedophile Island. DeYoung, who worked as Epstein's office manager, noted that Plaskett's strongest primary challenger, then-Virgin Islands legislator Sean Michael Malone, had criticized Epstein's sexual exploits at a Senate hearing. Wow. So Epstein helped fund this woman's rise to power. She defeated Malone by just 737 votes in a low-turnout primary and maintained ties to Epstein long after her victory, even as public scrutiny mounted. She says in a deposition she spoke to Epstein numerous times and visited his townhouse in September of 2018. She asked Epstein to contribute $30,000 to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. She acknowledged she was aware of his reputation. Wow. My gosh, there you go. Well, I'm glad we have groups like Americans for Prosperity fighting people like her and building a conservative army to stand up against these Epstein-funded cretins in Washington, D.C. Americans for Prosperity fights for limited government, free markets, and free people. They want you on their side. And all you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You join Americans for Prosperity. And you get the cutting-edge research, data, and information to become an effective conservative warrior. And then you know how to show up at local school board meetings. You know how to show up at local city council meetings or your state legislature or even mix and mingle and fight members of Congress for free markets and free people. Americans for Prosperity want you on their side. They want to make you a highly effective conservative activist who is the best informed person in the room. You go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. The phone number 877-973-7425. I'll get you to the Hunter Biden stuff here shortly because I got I, I to gotta play the audio for you of the Democrats. You can tell they know it's bad because they don't even want to address it. They, they go off to other stuff. It's actually kind of funny. 
Uh, we will get there. We will. I promise. Um, I, 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 it's just fascinating to me to watch the meltdown of the Democrats who they just can't handle RFK. This is, this is, um, what is it, Jerry Connolly? Uh, Congressman, he's one of the oldest members of Congress. Just, just listen to this. There's an opportunity to have a conspiracy theory here. There's an opportunity to make political points. And no matter what you may think, Mr. Kennedy, and I revere your name, you're not here to propound your case for censorship. You are here for cynical reasons to be used politically by that side of the aisle to embarrass the current president of the United States, and you're an enabler in that effort today. And it brings shame on a storied name that I revere. I began my political interest with your father, and it makes me profoundly sad to see where we have descended today in this hearing. You know... It is, let's just be honest, the whole reason the Republicans have brought Robert Kennedy to the House is to hurt Joe Biden, and they know it, and they're uh, they're, they're rather freaked out about it, the Democrats are, because they know they got a problem. And so it's kind of smart politics in that regard for the Republicans. But let me tell you who the Democrats are really starting to worry about. So, so uh, I will give you the perspective I know from talking to several prominent uh, Republican Democrat strategist. The thinking is that Robert Kennedy hurts Donald Trump more than Joe Biden because of some of his hot takes and conspiracy theories, a sizable number of Trump supporters may decide, well, look at Donald Trump's polling. He's going to win the GOP nomination. Let's go help Robert Kennedy. And in fact, uh, the majority of donations to Robert Kennedy's campaign that have been disclosed thus far have come from people who were Trump donors. Did you know that? It's true. But the Democrats have another problem. Of all people, Cornell West. Don't believe me? <laughs> Here's my friend James Carville strategist James Carville, who helped Bill Clinton win the White House in 1992. Um, James, I mean, you hear Dr. West. What is your reaction to what he had to say? Do you think he, I mean, he, he rejects the term spoiler candidate. Do you think he could be? Well, first of all, he's obviously an accomplished scholar, academic. He seemed to be a, a, a very charming man. And he's also a minister to the threat of the continued constitutional order in the United States. And if I, I say that because look what Ralph Nader was directly responsible for the election of George W. Bush, which brought this horrific Iraq war and this horrific uh, economic downturn we had, among other things. Uh, Jill Stein, who's his campaign manager, is almost certainly an agent of the Russian government. If you don't believe me, somebody at home, Google photo, General Flynn, Vladimir Putin, Jill Stein. She was hosted by the Russians prior to her running in 2016. So, you know, people are going to have to decide that we want to continue under our Constitution because Donald Trump is telling us that very clearly uh, is bragging about the fact that, that he doesn't want to live under the Constitution anymore. And it's very clear that the only thing that Dr. West's candidacy can do is help elect Donald Trump.
it's it, it, nothing. I don't, I don't think any of that's inarguable, nor is it arguable that Jill Stein had deep relationships with the Russian government. Um, they're really upset about Cornell West. So why are they upset about Cornell West? They're not as concerned about Robert Kennedy because they actually think Robert Kennedy hurts Trump. They're concerned about Cornell West because Cornell West is a progressive's progressive, and there's there's no one to fill the Bernie Sanders void. There's no one to fill the the Elizabeth Warren void. And so the Biden team, which has coddled progressive for a while, has to pivot. If the GOP gets it right and they go with someone other than Trump, Biden has to become more moderate quickly. He's got to moderate his positions. That opens the door to Cornell West getting progressive angst directed towards him and against Joe Biden. Remember 1992. Forget Clinton versus Bush with Ross Perot. Forget that. Look at the Republican primary. In the Republican primary, Pat Buchanan held George W. Bush, the incumbent Republican president of the United States, to 53% in New Hampshire. Take on Cornell West in South Carolina. Take him on in Nevada and in Michigan, in the New England states. Forget Iowa, New Hampshire. They're not changing. Their delegates aren't going to go to the DNC if they don't change their schedule. Biden wants South Carolina to go first, so nothing that happens for South Carolina really matters. He can get a black eye from Robert Kennedy. He'll get a little buzz from the right. The media will mostly ignore it. But you get in there and Cornell West starts taking out the progressives, holding him down. That's dangerous because Biden is going to have to pivot. It's just worrisome for them. So you've got James Carville already coming out and essentially declaring Cornell West some sort of uh, sleeper agent for the Russians and a threat to democracy. You've got the Democrats behind the scenes, more and more stories coming out about them uh, feeling threatened by the rise of Cornell West. They are concerned that he could eat into Joe Biden's lead and make him look vulnerable to the public? These are real issues they've got to deal with. See, here's the problem. Jobless claims have fallen. That's good. Jobless claims have fallen, but home sales are falling. Would-be buyers are concerned Rent is rising even as jobless claims fall. And Joe Biden's economic approval rating is at 37%. The public feels better about the economy than they did three months ago, but they're not giving Joe Biden any credit for it. The percentage of the public that says the economy is excellent or good rose six points to 20%. The president's job approval rating overall, 39. His approval on the economy is 37. That's up just three points. People aren't feeling an economic recovery from Joe Biden. And increasingly, Americans are blaming progressive policies that led to inflation. Biden's got to pivot. He's got to pivot. He's got to move 
not to the right, but to the center, or at least appear to move to the center. In rhetoric, at least, he's got to appear more moderate. He can't appear to be uh, coddling the progressives because he's got to have the moderates. Who are the moderates in the Democratic Party now? They're black and Hispanic. It's the white people of the Democratic Party who are the progressives, the party of Karen. And the Democrats are having enough of it. They're they're, they're tired of the bossy white women with the bad haircuts telling them what to do, these black and Hispanic voters. They want out. They're done. So Biden's got to appear more moderate to him. That's why he's heading off his campaign to, to South Carolina. He wants to kick off there. So along comes Cornell West, not Robert Kennedy, but Cornell West. Cornell West, he's not going to get the votes of black and Hispanic voters. He's going to get the votes of those white progressives from Amherst. He's going to get the white progressives from the suburbs, a protest vote against Biden having to pivot. Y'all, I've been telling you for a while this was going to happen. Prophet is not welcome in his hometown, but I can see it happening. It's pretty obvious to me. Pretty obvious indeed. If Biden goes to the left, he alienates non-white moderate voters in the Democratic Party. If Joe Biden goes right towards the center, well, then he alienates the progressives. The Republican Party, the media has fixated on the Republican Party as a divided party, as a party that cannot stand because so many antagonistic pieces of the party no longer like each other. The Democratic Party's headed that way. Cornell West exposes the fracturing. You can hear it in James Carville's voice. You can see it in how Biden is trying to pivot economically. But the Democrats are led by a cultural group of snobs who are anti-science, who believe the culture war is theirs to win with transgenderism and and gender transitions for kids. They're not going to give that up. And that's going to drive away more black and Hispanic voters who are deeply conservative voters at heart, principally, socially. They're the most churched, godly people. They vote Democrat for historic reasons in this country, understandable so, particularly among black voters, but they're starting to give up on a white Democratic Party filled with former Republican Episcopalians who are turning into secular progressives. They got problems. And you know, the the media has a hard time recognizing this problem because the media is on the left of the left of the Democratic Party. The media doesn't like the black and Hispanic moderates in the Democratic Party and actually think that they would be better off without them. In the name of diversity, don't you know? We can't have these black white supremacists and Hispanic white supremacists in the Democratic Party. We got to be a party for the black and, and, and brown people of America. Good luck, Democrats. It's going to be fun to watch as they try to grapple with the situation because they spend so much time gloating about the problems in the Republican Party and the divisions between conservatives and populists and nationalists and the like. And along comes this situation. They can't even see it's coming. The Democratic strategists in Washington know it's coming but they're having a real hard time figuring out how to navigate it because they just got all these white people from the Republican Party who were turned off by Trump. They just got them, and now those people are pushing everybody else out of the party. 
And along comes Cornell West, who those uppity white secularists, they're going to love because he tells them all the stuff they want to hear. And if Joe Biden wants to win, he can't do that. Cornell West is not there to win the presidency. Cornell West is there to win the votes of progressives. And that's a different thing from winning the election. Joe Biden wants to win the election, and that just might cost him those progressive votes, make him very vulnerable in a general election. The Democrats need to go out. They need to get this Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack and just clean the air in their party. See if they. I don't know that they can, all the patchouli and hemp and everything else in there, but if the Eden Pure can't do it, nothing can because it's great. Packs a wallop, cleans the air, gets rid of the odors. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm, you can get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. You put Eric in as your discount code. In fact, I haven't been there a while, for a while. Let's do this. You go to Eden... EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. When you get there, you see, ah, enter your host code. You put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. And then, yup, your savings are loaded into the cart. Three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You clean the air. You eliminate the odors, the smoke odors, the musty odors, the dusty odors. I'm leaving after the show, headed to Las Vegas. I have one of these in my bag, taking it with me in case... Well, in Vegas, you know, sometimes those hotel rooms stink from the people who got in there before you. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, Eric. Clean your air today. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, you want your business to grow. You need $250,000 or more. Reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. To the phones, Michael, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. What's going on? Well, um, you know, I hear uh, a lot from both you and Sean Hannity, and I'm sitting back thinking, I've got to be able to do something. There's something I need to do um, to help. Uh, You know, I'm reasonably intelligent. I called the Republican Party, which I'm a member of, and they said, look, how much money do you have? I said, I don't have any money. They said, how many, you know, very wealthy people do you know? I said, (laughs) no, maybe a handful. And then they said, you're never going to be able to run for po- uh, political office. I'm like, Oh, that's really? nonsense. That's nonsense. Great. <laughs> yeah. So they completely shot me down. So what I did do, though, um, in the interim was I helped almost every weekend with voter registration at gun shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the state of Florida, Orlando specifically, and we saw uh, a lot of conversions. We saw a, a lot of increase in the number of uh, Republicans uh, in Central Florida alone, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't just because of my effort. It was it was a concerted effort by uh, lots of Republicans in Central Florida. But I was a part of that. And then while I was there, I actually um, met someone that was running for Congress, and she talked to me, and I became her campaign manager uh, for a period of months. Uh, we lost uh, because Donald Trump endorsed somebody else <laughs> mm. who was supported by, um, oh, what was her name? The, the, the lady that went after him. Uh, I'm not sure which one. There were lots. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not yet, but. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, to your Cheney. point, though, 
Um, you know, I, this is one of my frustrations with a lot of a lot of Republican Party outlets of, oh, how much money do you have and how many people do you know? You, you know what? Um, start small. Go local. Run for the school board. Meet people that way. Knock on doors. Uh, make your case. You get on the school board. Well, okay, you're on the school board. You've made a difference. People know who you are now. Okay, run for city council or county commission. Okay, you've been there for a while. Um, and, and you decide, you know what? I, I've, I've helped my school board. I've helped my county. I want to go to Congress. I want to help my people. There are a lot of people. You, you know what guy who did this, actually? Um, a great example here. Whether you like him or not, Mike Pence. Mike Pence, the former vice president of the United States, he started at a local level, became the president of a think tank in Indiana, ran for Congress, and he met people along the way doing stuff about ideas. But he's not alone. My buddy Chip Roy out in Texas, he started out as an attorney in Texas. He started working for the the um, for the the attorney general of Texas. He had been with Ted Cruz for a while. He knew people. He didn't know wealthy people. He and his family, comfortably middle class. But he went out and he knocked on doors and he made the case, you don't have to be fabulously wealthy to run for Congress. It makes it easier because you don't have to worry about a day job if you got money. But middle class people can do that. Jim Sensenbrenner from Oklahoma, not um, Jim Inhofe, Oklahoma. The man had gone bankrupt. He was a small businessman. And he literally runs for Congress and says, listen, I'm a small business owner, and I went bankrupt because of the regulations and the burdens on my company. That's why I'm running. And he he was a—I mean, he had gone bankrupt. He had no money, and he knocked on doors, and he says, yeah, I'm a small businessman, and I went bankrupt, and here's why I went bankrupt, and I'm going to Washington to fight the hellhole of bureaucracy that cost me my company, and people loved it, and they got him elected. He had a message that resonated with people. You do not have to be fabulously wealthy to run for office. Does it make it easier? Sometimes, but oftentimes, those people are so out of touch with the reality that people live in. Those are the ones, particularly on the Republican side, the Republican mega millionaires who run for office tend to be the worst candidates because they live an isolated life and they don't relate to people. They've forgotten what it was like when they didn't have that money. And the the grifting consultants grow onto them and ruin their campaigns too. But just get involved. But can I just encourage you all to get involved locally first? Seek the welfare of the community in which you live. There you'll find your welfare. Love your community. Be seen in your community. Get to know the people in your community. And then if you want to run for higher office later, your community knows your heart. And it becomes easier for you to run because the people in the community know your heart. They've seen you. They know you're invested in the community, not just invested in the stock market and have the money to fund a campaign. That's what you got to do. All right, coming up, Hunter Biden. Wait till you hear the Democrats try to avoid dealing with him.